When I was little, my father was famous. He was the greatest samurai in the empire. And he was the shogun's decapitator. He cut off the heads of 131 lords for the shogun. Will it take me under? I wanna be free to live, able to have what I need to live. Bring the power back to the street where the people live. You living in the land of the blind. Cats put in hours, never knowing what the time is. Will it take me under? guest is an artist from the Tri-Cities. I learned about him through Carmen Knows. He's very talented and creative and Plasian. It's my pleasure to introduce Nobi. Ever since my genesis, I have been so super. Turbo on the graphics, my antics cost a stupor. Young street fighter reaching out like I'm Dawson. Slug down my arch rivals with no button for the pausing. Yeah, even Mike Tyson getting punched out. Major paper boy is the goal. Get the funds out. Watching out for Pac-Man. Always with the pitfalls. Lakers versus Celtics. Count down to the tip off, man. NBA jam in my brain scan. 720 spin another sucker's hitting faceplant. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm with a very special guest. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one and only Nobi. Yes, sir. Right? Mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> I didn't want to be like newbie. <laughs> no. It was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it stands for never obey blind individuals. Oh, shit. Is that on your shirt? That's mm-hmm. filthy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Dude. like Obi-Wan Kenobi, Shinobi, yeah. it's, it's all that. Dude, and I listened to your music catalog. They got that blind song. Dude, mm-hmm. Father Time's probably one of my favorite songs you made. Thank you. And that visual for that, the music video. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, my God. What do we call it? The visualizer? Yeah. yeah. That was crazy, dude. Um, we actually, we shot that. It's all local. We went to Bellevue. There's a clock shop oh. out there. Um, what was it called? Shout out to Boyd's Clocks. <laughs> Boyd's Clocks. Bruh, there we expensive. Go. I bet. <laughs> I didn't want to touch anything, bro. I was crazy. How do you get that? How do you like go into a shop and be like, okay, I'm gonna sh- shoot a music music video here? Uh, I mean, we kind of just went there, man, and just <laughs> just shot the shot. Oh, like, shit. hey, man, you guys got a bunch of clocks. Um, we made this song about time. Um, we were wondering if we could take some photos in here, and they were they were super about it. Like, yeah. um, I think they get bored. Yeah, and so they I were bet. just like, yeah, like come <laughs> through. Um, we got this clock. We got this clock. This clock is. <laughs> At twelve, it goes like this, and like the bird comes out and stuff. Like, is, bro, I've, I didn't realize clocks were that deep. Yeah, you know see, <laughs> people are passionate about random ass shit. And Fire. I think it's the artist's job and the media's job to pull that out of people. Mm-hmm. There's so much content, content, especially in Seattle. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, and I, it's really, man. I think these local businesses they want to fuck with artists you know what yeah. i'm saying but 
they're not going to go out and ask the artist, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like you got to go out there yeah. and, um, approach them and you don't even have to like be super professional with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like we didn't have to send them anything. It, I literally walked in and asked. And Shit. so, yeah. Um, manifesto asking. Yeah. That's what I'm all about. All you, the worst thing that can happen if you ask someone, they you say, say no. no. That's you know it. What I'm saying? <laughs> and then you go to the next clock shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next clock shop. Exactly. Yeah. That shit's huge though. I don't feel like enough people, that's part of the grind too, just meeting people. I don't feel mm-hmm. like some people are too afraid or think that just the listeners is going to push them forward. They, you need more than just the listeners. Cause you don't know who those listeners are. Mm-hmm. You need a strong structure, support system, facts, connecting with the locals. That's the hugest part. You don't even mm-hmm. have, they don't even have to like your music, but the fact that they've worked with you. Yeah. And you yeah. don't even like, um, it like doesn't even have to make sense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Be like, Oh, this guy, he owns a coffee business. You yeah. Know, why would I talk to him? And like, uh, who was it that just got caught? I think it's Marshall Lobby and shout out to them. They just got like their own coffee, oh, you shit. know? So like just meet everyone because yes. you, you honestly just never know how you could collaborate. Mm-hmm. And there's some big players coming out of Seattle right now, like a hundred percent. Facts. Facts. And We're sizzling. Yes. Yep. And I think your ethnicity is interesting. You said you're black and Asian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a quarter Vietnamese, a quarter white and half black. That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. You're probably the first and only Blasian I'll probably have on the podcast. <laughs> so you get a, you get a, you make a world record for that. Man. Yeah, you got to get um Damn, who else is Blasian in a rap? Tiger? Tiger. <laughs> oh, Tiger, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> Shout out to him. I have Tiger and Tiger Woods on the mm-hmm. same. <laughs> I, that's about it. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Do you think that puts you on an advantage or disadvantage or um, how do you look at that? In terms of like being an artist? Yeah. I don't know if it necessarily gives you an advantage or a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it makes it helps me be a little new, unique in the sense that like I can speak for like people that are mixed, yeah, and uh, people that don't necessarily fit in one box or the other. You know, when they're mm-hmm. applying for a job, um, I think we need more of that in hip hop, just culturally <clears throat> in general, because um, that's really what the future is, right? Yeah. Mixed people. And, it is, 100%. you know, like I, I can't remember what the stat is, but in the next 20, 30 years, yes. you everyone's know, gonna everyone's going to be mixed. So, <laughs> um, I don't know if that gives me an advantage necessarily, but, right. um, I definitely try to speak for those people and myself, yeah. um, as often as I can. If you have kids, that's going to be the craziest combination. <laughs> <As fuck>. I'm <laughs> trying to hold off though. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding off. I agree with that. I think like. I was talking, a lot of artists I've talked to about this, like, mm-hmm. I think for me, and then if you don't have kids, don't have kids yet, because yeah. like the passion, you need to put all your passion into your music, and then Facts. it's like once you have a family or anything like that, it's not a bad thing, but then your passion becomes like the Priorities change, you know 100%. what I'm saying? Then you start living through your kids, yeah. and I'm I'm grateful for that, because like that's that's what my dad did, he, mm-hmm. um, he is a rapper, oh. and... Um, you know, right around my age, he was doing the same things I was doing. And then, you know, he had kids mm. and um, went through a bunch of life stuff. And now he gets to live like those artist dreams yeah. through me. Yeah. But like that doesn't necessarily mean that he's out here like grinding and making all the plays, trying to be a rapper anymore. You mm. know what I'm saying? So um, having kids is as much of a, a blessing as it would be i'm trying to hold off bro because i gotta yeah. make this rap shit work sure. <laughs> you know what i'm saying i've started you're starting to find a lot of older rappers now lately. like a mm-hmm. lot of people are blowing up after they're 30 or shit like mm-hmm. that which is kind of cool yeah action bronson i think was like 32 yeah. 33 dude and then um i think a few like i think who is it one of the members from griselda is like benny benny mm-hmm. he's 35 yeah i'm like shit it's the internet bro yeah <laughs> google is your friend bro it is <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. But I, I think that Seattle is, I think it's doing everything that needs to happen right now. I think the media needs to be better, but like the artists mm-hmm. are all making the right moves. Yeah. And I think it's getting easier for me to find people who are really passionate because I've started to notice that the really passionate people actually end up knowing one another. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm never going to be, I've never been the type of person even in school to like, 
stick to one friend group or anything. Oh yeah, I think that's kind of drifter. Weird. Yeah, but I think <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, Same. that's. I think that builds you in life. You know, you need to know other people because if you're going off like living somewhere else, that might be harder for you to meet other people if you're mm-hmm. used to this this type. But I think it's not really just focusing on one group, but like. I like to generalize things, so I think passionate people is a huge yeah. category, but it is easy to find people that are talented. Like interviewing Karma knows, I was like, oh mm-hmm. shit, wait, he's inter- he's made songs with Nobi, and you you said that you guys are <laughs> he, fucking roommates. Yeah, bro, that's my best friend. <laughs> what? How did that even come to be? Um, so we're both. He's from Chicago, but okay. he um, um, pretty major portion of his life was spent in Tri Cities, where mm-hmm. I'm from. Um, and we went to the same high school. We were weights partners. And so we were in weights class, lift, look like curling, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I can't, I think I was in the lunchroom and I was freestyling. We had like a little cypher circle yeah. and like, I didn't even know he rapped, you know what I'm saying? He was just my curl partner yeah. and, uh, he came through and just ethered it, but just ate. And I was like. We gotta work together, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Little like tenth grade Novi, like yo, we gotta work together. We used to have um, do you remember the iPod Nanos? Yes. Oh yeah, my with god. With the video camera on the back, yes. bro. So we used to, uh, we both had one, and we would like um, we would rap over a beat and yeah. like record it, oh, and then convert the video file to an audio file, and then like send it to each other oh, on shit. uh, I can't even remember what I used, bro. I think it was like Studio One or some yeah. shit. And like that's that's how we first started working together, and then, man, I the rest is kind of history from there. Uh, he did his first mixtape, I think, also right around tenth or eleventh grade, and I don't know, man. In Tri Cities, there's not like there's creative people, but mm. the the pool is a lot smaller. It's very yeah. they're small towns, and so we used to just kick it and rap in his garage for just hours and hours and hours and hours. And, um, yeah, man, he's, we've been homies for like a long time, yeah. long, long time. Um, how'd I think you, probably going on a decade. Oh shit. Yep. How'd you end up here in Seattle? Um, so my dad lived in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in Tri-Cities and I graduated high school, um, moved up there with him, went to Tacoma Community College. Mm-hmm finished that I think it was there two two and a half years and then I moved back to Tri-Cities um once I graduated and um I just hadn't hadn't seen family out there for a long time so yeah. it's kind of being with them hanging out with my grandparents a lot and I think I spent eight months eight or nine months out there and then um another Tri-City homie out here Sam Rydell he's a producer shout oh, out to him yeah I've heard of him yeah I went to his house to listen to some beats yeah and um we were talking he was like man i need a roommate and i was like word <laughs> and then uh, i went over there to listen to beats and i walked out with like an application to his house oh, shit. um and then after that um i think i've been here this is going on my third year oh wow, wow i haven't thought about that um so yeah that's that's kind of how i made it out here just uh Like I just I was out here so often working with people that it made sense for me to make the move from mm. Tri Cities to here. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think who else was I collaborating with super heavy at the time. I was working with Sultans a lot back then. Uh I was working with the digital a oh, ton. Okay. Yeah. Um and it was we kept running into like, yo, I can't go to this event because I live four hours away. <laughs> you <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, when Sam Rydell was like, yo, I need a roommate, I was just like, saw the opportunity and was like, let's yeah. go, attack, attack, attack. Um, but yeah, that's how I got out here. Um, what happened after that? Uh, we were in West Seattle for like a hot minute yeah. and then once the lease was up there, we bounced to uh, Skyway. Okay. So that's where we're at now. Yeah. Skyway. That's where Ellis Prescott is. Damn, really? Yeah. Small world. Dude, his um, I think it's his cousin. I interviewed both them together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his cousin's name is literally, his um, stage name is Skyway J. <laughs> Skyway J. That's fire. 
But yeah, that's that's actually a crazy story. I was about to ask how far away Tri Cities is. I've never been it's there. Three and a half hours east. It's very conservative. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you get over the mountain, there's a <clears throat> there's a giant Trump sign. Fuck. Like very fucking um, red. <laughs> so uh, how do you like it out here then versus Tri Cities? Oh man, it's and I love Tri. I have so much love for Tri Cities because like it's a great place to grow like be a kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like um, crime is fairly low. Schools are nice. Um, but like the there there's they're getting better with culture and more people of culture are moving out there but mm. for a long time i just felt like starving yeah. for that and so being out here and like um it's abundance yeah and there's you know there's there's people of color everywhere mm-hmm. i'm not related to like all the black people in the town <laughs> oh, you know what i'm saying and it's, it's really like that in tri-cities bro. oh my god i graduated with four other black people two of them were my cousin you know what i'm saying <laughs> so like coming out here and like not to get like into some deep like psychological stuff but being out here and being around so many people of color i didn't realize that like when you grow up as a person of color around all like majority white people you like put on like a face for them yeah you know what i'm saying you act a certain way behave a certain way and when i came out here and it was just like people of color everywhere being themselves i didn't even know how to do that but i was yeah. like scared and nervous i had hella anxiety yeah. all the time especially in college and uh it's just been super super cool getting to like realize that stuff and kind of take the mask off and yeah. just uh not be afraid to be myself i guess yeah that's huge mm-hmm. do people think you're black when they look at you Sometimes I get I get everything, bro. I get Mexican, I get Filipino. You look a lot. Japanese to me. You have a long face, man. Mm-hmm. And then the facial hair, like, yes! fucks everybody up, bro. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah, I get I get. What are you? A lot. What are you? Yeah. And it's like I, just, I don't even trip on it anymore because most people are like, I don't mean to be rude, but I just like like what what are you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think you look like a pretty woke guy, honestly. Thank you. I feel like. Some people try to say woke is a bad word, but I don't. When it comes to hip hop and stuff, mm-hmm. I think it's like a total compliment, you know. For sure, for sure. And your music, oh, it's insane. Thank you. How? What made you like coming from? I guess you can say, Tri Cities is probably not culturally woke at the time when mm-hmm. you were growing up. Yeah. How did you learn all this stuff and be able to translate into music? Man, really through family. Um, I feel like I'm woke quote unquote because <laughs> like my parents were yeah um my dad my mom my stepdad um all of my siblings um i grew up in a really like what's the word we were just exposed to a lot of culture right and um i'd make trips back and forth to seattle or to tacoma to see my dad you know during the summer and um i think it really it really stems from that and the lessons that they taught us early um as well as college college helped me out a lot um just because i'd never been around like foreign exchange people before they put me on to hella and um you were saying earlier how you like kind of jumped from group to group to group to group friend wise. I was yeah. the same way. Yeah. Like I just had homies everywhere and everything. And, uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know how you like get woke. You just kind of are. You I know? guess so. Um, I think your ethnicity makes you woke as fuck though. Being black and Asian. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I wish I knew more about like the Asian, the Asian side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really want to go to Vietnam. Oh shit. I'll go with you, man. Mm-hmm. Me yeah. and karma. Let's do it. <laughs> bro. Let's just plan a whole tour. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. Does Vietnam have rappers? Uh, maybe you could probably Kurt. find Jay Park there. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, is he Korean? I, I'm guessing. I think, I, I think he's Korean. I think he's Korean. Shout out to him, man. Jay Park's amazing. Yeah. How is that? Dude, he's got like a millions of followers and he's from Seattle. Like, mm-hmm. that's insane. I was playing Madden the other day. He has a song on Madden. What? Yeah. Oh bro. my God. The hit boy. <laughs> like, I, I can't remember what I was doing, but I remember like the track popped up yeah. and I was like, holy fuck, it's J Park. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to him for sure, for sure. Yeah. Damn. Do you think that. Like, do who do you decide who you're going to work with? Like, who. 
like how do you know your worth when it comes to working with people how do i know my worth yeah. in terms of like do i charge people and stuff like not that? not even like charge like the right same energy even because mm. like <clears throat> i don't know i, I can definitely t- it, it takes me like 30 seconds to figure out if someone's like really genuine about what they're doing mm. it doesn't even have to be music yeah like, you can just sense it you know yeah for me I, i'll work with anybody bro like mm-hmm. to be honest um i like to like kick it with artists before we make music together yeah um i like to lately because it's, it's as an artist things change all the time mm-hmm. but lately i've kind of liked stepping into other like artist world and just kind of seeing what inspires them yeah and trying to see if what inspires them also can inspire me mm-hmm. and um so like i like i want to step into their world and like build a song the way they build a song yeah. you know what i'm saying and that's that's what really inspires me right now is mm-hmm. just like learning to create songs in different ways and like um learning how people write you know that's like my i'm uh what's the word i used to tech a technician you know i i really like getting behind the bars yeah. and like the syllabics behind uh how people write mm. and that's like what makes me like holy cow this shit is amazing you know what i'm saying so yeah did i answer your question yeah that makes yeah. sense do you think like what have you learned from your dad from him being a rapper like what, what mistakes have you learned from what has he done well that you can take away from um i think consistency mm. is probably the biggest thing to be like transparent uh we dropped a project last year oh together mm-hmm. it's called lone wolf and cub okay I need to listen yeah to that. um yeah yeah absolutely please do yeah it's have you heard of lone wolf and cub not us but like thunder like, thundercat made it mm-hmm. okay yeah so did you watch the video yeah, yeah, yeah like that whole album i think uh oh I'm, shit i can't remember what the I'm name of the album was close to getting an interview with them they've they been responding to me so it's back and forth right now yeah but if i if i nail that i hope i because he's Bruh. coming in march so Bruh. wow <sighs> he's fucking idle Idol. He's crazy as shit. Like yeah. anyone who's able to land like an advertisement or a small video on Adult Swim mm-hmm. is doing something way right. <laughs> <laughs> so he dropped a song called Lone Wolf and Cub, and the music video was all samurai themed. Yes, Lone Wolf and Cub comes from an old Japanese manga. Mm. Excuse me about uh, in a samurai who's like really really good at what he does but he works for an evil shogun mm-hmm. and the shogun's worried that the samurai is going to turn on him and like try to kill him so he uh he kills his, the samurai's wife oh, and like um, just like slaughters her in front of him and then he like the samurai swears to like hunt down the shogun and all his fucking the henchmen and his crew and um he does it with his son his son's like three or four <laughs> and um so they just the manga is basically them going across Japan, fucking motherfuckers up, and like being a father and son together, yeah. and that's that's where Lone Wolf and Cub comes from. Got it. Um, so pops and I, being that we watch we watched hella kung fu movies together, yes. so it just kind of seemed like it fit. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was it? There's one more thing with Lone Wolf and Cub. What was it? Oh. Uh, you fuck with like the RZA, oh, Wu Tang, yeah, and all yeah, of them. Wu-Tang. Yeah, Wu Tang, Inspector Deck, the RZA, the RZA. Yeah. So you know, like Liquid Swords. Yeah. When he's like, my father, like that long ass yeah. intro. That's from Shogun Assassin, oh, okay. which is Shogun Assassin is an old '70s kung fu movie based on Lone Wolf and Cub. Okay. They're like the same title, basically. Yeah. Um. So like, Lone Wolf and Cub has just been a, a hip hop, one of those weird yeah. hip hop things, um, or obscure, I should say. It's not weird. Um, and that's why we chose to draw that name mm-hmm. out. Um, but yeah, we dropped that project in August of well, 2018. Yeah, we dropped it in 2018. It's 2020 now. It's crazy. Um, so it's a year and a couple months old. Okay. Yeah. I, I've still, like, I talked to someone about this, like King Dow. He was like a guy. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Yeah. That's my guy. He was talking a bit about it a little bit, but I still don't really understand. Because I guess to a certain extent, I love like samurai shit too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's this one video game that came out. 
it was like samurai something that came out like last year and it was like death so it was like dark souls but like a samurai version oh sekiro yeah 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 it's hard as fuck yeah dude that's like one of my favorite games i have oh my gosh dude you know the uh Oh, you like climb up that super tall building and then he's like the samurai guy with the bow and then you like you gotta you basically have to fight him twice. Oh shit. And then he like he's got like lightning powers the second phase of the fight. Yeah, you have to buy that shit or like find like the lightning protecting juice or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like the, the counter, so when he strikes you you can like deflect it. Yeah. Bruh. That game's hard as fuck. Yeah, I never beat that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's shit like that, like I still don't get like you can kind of say it, but like black people like love fucking Japanese shit. Oh yeah, for sure. Why the cult- <laughs> man, it's cause like I feel like the the things that those movies and like all of all of that lore, the things they teach, that applies to us. Not only as black people, but like just people. It's it's life philosophies. You know what I'm saying? Those guys are super disciplined you know um they also like kind of tell you to like even if everybody else is telling you like not to do that shit if you feel like that shit is right then you got to do that shit you know what i'm saying um and then i mean there's action in it you know who doesn't who didn't watch power rangers bro you know what i'm saying i thought power rangers were real and then (laughs) and then until i was like nine or ten so it was a little late too, mm-hmm. and my mom had to tell me they weren't, and I was Damn. devastated. I dead ass thought they were real. Damn, <laughs> bro, I used to. You ever used to like fight with them? Yes. Yeah. And then I had the band. I had the Naruto bandanas too and shit. Mm-hmm. And all Naruto and Power Rangers were my thing. I couldn't oh. get with Naruto, bro, because um, the whole believe it thing. What was that? He used to say believe it all the time in the show. Huh. Like early, early, early when it first came out. Like, uh, I think when he was a kid. His voice was just annoying. That's what my family hated about it. They would make mm-hmm. me turn it off if I was watching in front of them. <laughs> Believe it. And he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> he had a bitch-ass voice, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I fucked with uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah! That That's was dope. my show. Adult Swim in general is fucking fire. Mm-hmm. All their shows. So I also noticed, like, you're a pretty, like, creative guy when it comes visually. Like, what makes <laughs> you decide to, like... What was that one you literally oh, I just watched it the other day where um Karma like has like these arrows or something in his chest and like the opening Oh shit. Was that Lone Wolf and Cub? Was it? Was it Street Fighter? I forget the title of it. But he like it, the, the the video opens up with him like stumbling and there's like blood mm-hmm. on either side of his chest. Yeah, that's my dad. My dad's the other guy in the video. Oh okay. Street Fighter. Okay, okay. Yep. Um, wow. Really, with with that video in particular, me and Pops kind of co-wrote it. Yeah. And then uh, Justin Frick, shout out to him, also from Tri-Cities. Okay. uh, Just kind of ran with the concept we had. Um, We, I don't even know, like, if I could place what we drew the inspiration from. The song song is obviously, like, super, super aggressive, braggadocious, just kind of, like, talking our shit. And... Yeah, man. We just wanted to make like, like a kung fu Kill Bill type yes. vibe. You know, oh. that was that was what we sent him. Like, um, the scene in Kill Bill, where everything is like blue, okay. and um, they're fighting with those giant. Uh, they're fighting in front of those giant screens that the uh, people change behind. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember that scene. It's like I remember I the anime it, scene. That scene was dope. The anime scene is fire. We gotta find an animator, bro. There's gotta be an animator yes. somewhere. Yes, that's the thing. I feel like there's probably it doesn't even matter like if it's like an Indian guy or the most awkward guy ever. There's so many talented people in Seattle. I feel like, like you said, also it's like kind of hard to like find them unless you like you reach out to them because they're mm-hmm. not gonna be like they're here. They are they're here. They're here. Got Microsoft and mm-hmm. all of those. Big there's ass too many companies. tech companies here for there not to be an animator, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying that likes hip hop. Yeah, exactly. There's gotta be one. We searching. But yeah, Kill Bill. That's probably one of my favorite movies too. It, like, mm-hmm. I think overall, like if you don't like, you can definitely they're definitely back to back movies. They just like just chopped it in half. But mm-hmm. I think like it was. It could have easily been a movie I could have watched all the way through. Both one and two. Yeah. Yeah. But absolutely. if because they cut it in half, I kind of like the first one better. 
I like the first one just because there's more action. Yeah. But um, if you're going for, like, dialogue mm-hmm. and plot, the second one is so good, dude. Yeah. It's so good. And the end when she used that, mo- that move on him. Mm-hmm. Is- <laughs> Man, I hope I hope they work it out um, with the third one. Yeah. Because have you heard about that? Like, Uma Thurman and Tarantino? Yeah, they like- keep talking about all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just watched um for the first time yesterday i binged both there's this movie called 28 days later and then 28 oh, weeks later mm-hmm. 28 I just watched... days later is like one of the best zombie movies yeah all time. so i just watched those for the first time and i don't i because like what i've started to notice because now that I'm, I'm more into like involved with like, the media industry and stuff mm-hmm. i started to notice that i like the like the people behind the movies or behind the music producer and stuff like that yeah like beforehand like everyone knows who like steven spielberg is but it's not like i was like oh steven spielberg movies mm-hmm. but now like I always like look up, of course, and Quentin Tarantino. Everyone knows him, mm-hmm. but nowadays I find myself actually like looking for directors sometimes over like the actors in a mm-hmm. movie. Same t- same when it comes like to producers stuff like that. Yeah, Cause I don't think people, like producers and those guys get enough love. No, for sure. Or like the foley workers, like the people that make the sound effects yeah. in the movies. All that stuff. Ultra important. You mm-hmm. don't have the movie without it. Right. Um, and that's something I've actually found myself going down the rabbit hole with too. Is like cinematographers. Yeah. Um, Foley is my big one because I I want to get into that. You know, like who doesn't want to make sound effects? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Like, oh, we need this guy. He's gonna get his head chopped off. We need a sound for that. <laughs> like okay, bet. You know, what I'm like that's just dope to me. Yeah. Um. And you're right. They don't. They don't get a, enough love because they really make the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and directors too, screenplay writers, like all of them, and that's why movies are beautiful because they take so much yeah. different people, inspired by different things, all coming together to like make beautiful art. I was I was listening to Joe Rogan the other day, mm-hmm. and he was like, he pointed out that how weird it is that how we've gotten accustomed to there being music mm-hmm. in movies. Yeah. I'm like I now I started to notice that too. Like, why the fuck is there music? But like, it makes it draws Ugh. you in more. Sometimes, like I feel like, especially when it's sad. Yeah. You don't have to tell me. You shouldn't have to tell me that it's sad by playing sad music. Yeah. You know, it, it depends on, I guess, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I see that in TV all the time. Like, uh, <laughs> let me think. Like The Walking Dead. Like the later seasons of The Walking Dead. They're like, oh, this guy is dead. We're gonna play this sad acoustic <laughs> song. And I don't know. Sometimes it's, it comes across as corny, yeah. but it's it's in there. They're in movies all the time. It's weird though. I get, I don't know. Like I get, it also comes down to like the production of the movie. Like some good movies, no, you don't need to put that extra shit in. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite because I just watched it, so that now of course it's my favorite thing. But like in Twenty Eight Days Later and Twenty Eight Weeks Later, mm-hmm. they use like the same riff when something huge is about to happen and like, it's a fucking build-up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, I haven't really seen that in a movie where they use the same one over mm-hmm. and over. And um, that was fucking insane. They do that in, like, uh, have you ever seen The Shining? Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. M- m- like, movies, usually they're kind of longer. Yeah. But they have, like, the, um, the scenes with, like, tension in them. Mm-hmm. I could definitely, I just, I don't know, like, the facts or, like, the science or the stats behind it, but I could definitely see, like, those high-tension scenes if you're playing, like, a familiar riff, like, yeah. why that would give you more tension, because you're supposed to know how the riff goes, right? Yeah. So, like, any change from that riff, then, is going to provide more, it's going to give your audience more mm-hmm. tension. You're going to be like, oh, shit, like, why don't they just play the note? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or they do that with, like, special characters, <coughs> like... Darth Vader has that always opening thing mm-hmm. or anything like that. The Death March. But I think all that all that stuff is pretty interesting to me, you know. But I I guess you're also you, you make beats also right? Because mm-hmm. like you you have that in your catalog and stuff. Yeah. What did you start first? You, did you start rapping first? Because you rapping, said you were with Karma. Yeah. Um. So my family was is super super musical. Um. My dad was a rapper. My mom's a singer. My stepdad was jazz player, saxophone player. Um, my siblings, like, do you know, have you heard of, like, Top and Yale? Mm-mm. Uh, those, those are my siblings. And Wait, who they are also, they, though? They, they also make music. They're, uh, they're both rappers. Huh. Really rappers and singers. I don't know if you can, like, categorize right. the type of music they make. I'll check them out. Um, they're super, super dope. Yeah, I think you would like them. Um, my sister was a dancer, is a dancer. 
I was, like everyone in my family, bro. Yeah. My grandma's a gospel singer. Like everyone makes music. And so like I just grew up rapping, you know, like that I didn't know any different. Mm -hmm. Um I think I probably wrote my first song like first or second grade oh, and wow. then recorded maybe third I think either third or fifth grade. It's one of the odd grades. I can't yeah, remember. That's young as fuck, though. Mm -hmm. the hell? But, like, I don't think I was doing it seriously till I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. And um, I find myself saying, like, I'm not doing it seriously. I do that. I find myself saying that a lot. Like, I didn't take music seriously until this. It's right. it's really like a yearly thing because you just you learn how to grind more efficiently, yeah. better. And so you're like, oh, man, two years ago, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. But, like, that's really just life, you know? None of us know what what the fuck we're doing exactly ever um but yeah i think i started serious seriously quote unquote <laughs> rapping in like 2013 2014 mm. and i think i i really started getting into beats like 2017 mm. 2018 it's, it's more recent um what made you get into it though this makes you a better rapper, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like if the more like music theory, I feel like that you have and the more that, you know, like the more like music terms or like the more, the more you get ingrained with that process of like production and engineering, the better you're able to articulate yourself to yeah. another engineer. And so the more art you make, the more music you make without using vocals also helps you yeah. build better vocals that makes sense yeah i can see you collaborating with like steve aoki <laughs> bro i'll work with whoever let's do it so when you started like making beats do you feel like you're able to express yourself differently through beats also though or was it more just to build up your music oh, for sure for sure i like i'm weird man like i've I make a lot of beats that like I don't even think people can rap on, <laughs> you know, like uh, they're soundtrack beats. At that yeah, point. I just I just like making music. Yeah. Um, so you're definitely able to express yourself differently producing mm -hmm. a song as opposed to like rapping or singing on one. It's it's a much different vibe, and I go through like phases now where like I'll only want to make beats or I'll only want to rap. Um, it's it's just up and down. Right. Do you know much about like the business side towards music? And if you do, how would you learn that type of stuff? Uh, I'm always learning. Mm -hmm. um, big asterisk, asterisk there. <laughs> <laughs> um, really trial and error, man. Um, and like soaking game from people that have accomplished more in the music field, you know, mm -hmm. or like made more money out of the music field i'm always trying to like just soak you know what i'm saying yeah. um so finding those those artists that you click with and then just like asking them questions man yeah um and then i also pops has been a huge resource with that stuff too uh, he ran a podcast called razor tongue radio Ooh. for whoo i want to say two or three years straight um, if Pops is list or when Pops watches this, if I got it wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but he he ran it for a while straight, and it was nothing but Northwest hip hop that um yeah. he would go out there and find, and um he got an LLC with all that and stuff. Ooh. So lately, that's what we've been talking about is how to like legitimize Novi and make sure uh motherfuckers don't steal my name or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's, it's really name right now. I like it. Thank you. It's, um, it's trial and error. Lots of YouTube, man. The, yeah. the the information is out there. Whatever you want to know, you just have to like go and access it and not be afraid yeah. to ask questions because everybody has been not everybody hasn't been in the same position you are in. But like a lot of us creatives, you know, we all have to start like down here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so like not feeling ashamed, like not knowing stuff, and really like not being afraid to like speak up and ask clarifying questions or mm -hmm. take a class you know what i'm saying yeah. they got they got business classes on that now so um in answer to your question of uh, i've i learned from everywhere 
What do you get out of music? What do I get out of music? Therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's therapeutic for me. Um, I'll like be going through something, and just being able to like whatever I'm going through, leaving it in that sound file or like that recording. Yeah. And like leaving it there, and that's where it stays. That's like everything for me. Yeah. You know that that really like levels me out and keeps me sane. Um, I talk about this with my homies all the time. Like when I get sad or like depressed, like I want to be alone because usually I'll like I'll write that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, um, I really try to leave like whatever I'm feeling on the page or in the beat or something. Um, so for sure, therapy. Right. What do you? What are your goals with music? Like, what have you accomplished right now? And what are your future goals with it? Uh, what have I accomplished right now? Um, I've done a lot of shows, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> shows are a lot important. of shows. Um, we got on Ear Milk last year. We got on Ebro last year. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, he had a. He's got his Beats One. Oh shit. Uh, I don't know if it's a podcast or a playlist, but um. We got on there. He like said the said the song title and everything. Yeah, it was dope, man. It was dope. Um, I was at my laptop. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, had some amazing shows last year. Um, most recently, I released a song called Entity. Okay. And uh, we had like a release party for it at the House of Breaking Glass. It's this um, shout out to Philip Peterson. He's like a Grammy nominated strings player because he plays them all <laughs> and he's got this crazy studio it's like um, it's an old movie theater Oh shit! so it's got seats all like in there he's got a big ass projector screen but you also can perform there you know it's, it's a music studio and he's got a control room and um, so we got a bunch of food um had all the people that worked on the video there, um, did a live set, uh, had 50 people, made it super exclusive, had 50 people come, um, and just kind of rocked it, man. It was really, really cool. That's dope. Yeah. Um, and that, that was probably, I think, most recently. My, I can't say my biggest, but it was my favorite accomplishment, yeah. for sure. Um, this year, I'm trying to get this album out. That's that's the big goal I'm trying yeah. to get an album out and I'm trying to get it out soon yes um, so next couple months definitely look out for stuff for me that's like the big goal is to push my first solo album that's exciting yeah Do, are you in you in Karma if you're not you should make like a duo album where it's just oh, like yeah. you two mm -hmm. it's coming yeah it's coming um, we kinda for a long time it was Nobi and Karma Nobi and Karma Nobi and Karma yeah. doing show every show together yeah. Um, we had a song way back in the day called Compadres that everybody like was like, oh my God, this is crazy. But um, we don't want to be like mob deep, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, oh, that's another person who's coming to town. I've been trying to reach out Havoc. to. Havoc. He's coming to town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to meet up with him too, yes. bro. <laughs> let's do it together. God. Yes, let's do it. Um, but yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to be like a duo. You know, we're mm -hmm. our own people. We make very, very, very different music. Right. Um, but we also like happen to make great music together. You could be like bad meet, bad meets evil sometimes. Mm -hmm. you know, like yeah, that. exactly. So really, just we want to push our independent brands a little mm -hmm. more, and then once the buzz is a little higher, then we'll drop that collab album. Do you guys critique each other or help each other out on that? Oh, of course, every day. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. It's, it's it's so cool, man. The studio is like, we have a we have a home studio, and so if I'm not in it, he's in it. If he's not in it, I'm in it. You know, and like the other yesterday, actually, I made a beat. I was um, I had a I made a beat, and then I went to a meeting, or I had a meeting in the house, and he went to the studio. He was writing, and he was like, "Yo, I really like these drums, like on like some beat on YouTube." Yeah, and I was like, "Damn, I just did made something just like this," and then like pulled it up on Logic and then played it for him and then I left and like I didn't know what he was gonna do but like he definitely like wrote to that shit and recorded to it and then I went back to work on the beat and um 
I hit play and I started listening and his verse just like came through and I was like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> and so it's always like that, you know, just um, we're both like really working hard to like get better at engineering and recording and stuff. So we critique, um, we'll help each other, we'll change stuff. Um, we have a very um, collaborative atmosphere, I guess. Um, what do you get out of the city? Like what inspires you? About Seattle? Yeah. It's a melting pot, man. Like even just just look at the music. You know, there's so many different walks of music. You have like the martial law band on like the positive grind, and then you got like Macintosh, like the polar opposite of that, and like get super super grimy. You have King Youngblood, formerly Gypsy Temple, like bring keeping rock alive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, there's EDM producers out yeah. here. And Millennium, the, bro. Mm -hmm. There's neo soul. There's jazz. There's so many different artists, and we're finally at a time where everybody wants to work together. Yeah. And that's like these next couple years is where all like the most beautiful music is gonna come. Mm -hmm. I'm so like that's what I'm really really excited for. Um, and what I get out of the city, man, is just the atmosphere here musically is crazy seattle sessions were crazy yeah, I heard so much you know what i'm saying like shout out to chase for that man yeah. um, i've never even like ever been in a place where so many different artists want to like just work together and i think that's what's gonna take seattle out of here mm -hmm. And there's tons of people, like I, I keep telling people, there's so many people that love to visit Seattle too. Mm -hmm. Like I went to the Wale show, Wale's always here. Mm -hmm. You can go to any he venue. He records out here. Yeah. Yeah. Shit like that, like people don't even realize that. And I think, I think, I literally, I think the way Seattle's looking right now, it can definitely be like the next music hotspot. I don't mm -hmm. think it ever can reach the level of LA because it's so big or like Atlanta, mm -hmm. but it's definitely going to start being in the news. People will be like, when they start listening off music hotspots, they're going to start saying Seattle, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, it's just, it's interesting infrastructure-wise because there's the, it's like a big sandbox right now. You know, there's so much that these other cities have that, like, Seattle doesn't have, but it's not because, like, Seattle can't make that shit. It's just, like, somebody just hasn't done it yet. Um, you know, like, what's the big L.A. radio station? Uh, LA, L.A. Leakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they've got L.A. Leakers. Uh, New York has goddamn Funk Flex. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the Breakfast Club. And the Breakfast Club. Oh, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Like, what does... Seattle have you know what I'm saying 92.5 yeah 92.5 like, but they're still those aren't even like yeah they're like in other like 92.5 is like in other cities also around the mm -hmm. world but it's still not like to the level that you're going to hear about 92.5 or 93.3 mm -hmm. in the news yeah and that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast I want to make like an empire yeah you know? that's what like, we need and the the market is there yes. you know what I'm saying um and that's why like I think Seattle will get there, mm -hmm. but it it just takes people being determined and um, maintaining and sustaining the collaborative atmosphere that we have right now. Yeah, uh, that's what's really gonna I think take us out of here because mm -hmm. everybody that um, we like right now is just grinding super super hard independently. You know, martial law band, yeah. Macintosh. Whoop -de -whoop, whoop -de -whoop. they're all like yeah. they all dope and they all work with other people but independently they're pushing themselves so when they come together the network is going to double like with whatever they try to push out of that mm -hmm. so I think maintaining that is what's going to like have people start looking here more often yeah um, I don't know man I've just I've never I've never felt like Seattle's about to pop yeah Except, like, maybe, like, back when, like, Morgang and Dave B were sizzling. I think that was, like, 2013, 2014. Did you hear his new album, that um, Closed Sessions album he was on? Dave B? Yeah. No. That came out mm, three weeks ago now or something like that. Okay. That shit was fire. You should listen Dave to Dave is that. amazing, bro. But like, that's I another could... thing that's fucking weird. Even Dave B, even though, like, he's successful as fuck now, mm -hmm. there's, like, just the normies, I like to call them. Like, people just... 
in Seattle. They don't know him, which mm. is weird to me. Like, there's so many people popping off in Seattle, and then, like, if you're not part of the music scene or aren't mm. dating someone in the music scene or anything like that, you don't that. know who they these people are. Yeah, it's like getting that getting that coverage, you yeah. know, that, like, news coverage, yeah. you know, that um, people get in L.A., Atlanta, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, building that is going to be super important. Yeah, I think, and I mean, the internet has really changed everything too. Because like, uh, people like that, they don't have to stay here. Mm-hmm. You know, they could get big in Turkey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's just... another thing. That's the audi- That's what people need to start doing too. Like in Seattle, you can build your audience here, but build it outside of Seattle too. Like, of course, even out of the fucking country, that's a huge audience. I think the audience, the the artists that really pop off, they leave, bro. Yeah, you know, they have to. They have um, to, because when you leave like cuz everybody's watching you know what i'm saying everybody's mm-hmm. always watching but when you leave and you're not here every day anymore and people are looking at their instagram and you're doing like whatever you yeah. know like cool shit somewhere else yeah. and you come back they're going to be like oh he's he's really doing it now yes. she's really doing it now <laughs> let me tap in you know i just, i really believe that shit so yeah. um you have to leave you have to build your brand in mm-hmm. other areas and other markets and it is a brand that's mm-hmm. what people need to realize yeah too. yeah being an art, like at this point yeah for sure mm-hmm. you know what i don't see that i think people need to start doing somehow fucking collaborating with these big people in seattle like fucking jeff bezos or yeah. bill gates mm-hmm. or anything like that i don't see anyone like reaching out to those Tapping people into amazon yeah yeah that's like right there and like or shooting a music video in the biosphere oh shit i mean Man, like if I if I knew how I would have done it already. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's coming too. Like these big corporations taking notice of mm-hmm. artists because artists like we we are the the shapers of the culture. Yeah, you know, hip hop is total shit. Yeah, exactly. We're the we're the creators of the cool shit. Mm-hmm. And so, these companies. I think are starting to realize that at least here I feel like companies in other places know that shit already Mm -hmm. but like I feel like those higher end companies like Amazon I don't know Expedia Microsoft I think they're really gonna start tapping in yeah with the local presence here Costco even Costco dude any of them Um, because once again like they're here they're right in our backyard but it's a matter of like getting in front of the right person mm-hmm. um does amazon have a record label yet because i feel like that's gonna amazon? probably be, yeah that should be something already i feel like they might they Damn. might i just i know people that have been pushed on like amazon music before yeah um i want to say paris paris alexa okay i think she had like an amazon a big amazon music push i want to get her on here i can't remember shout out to her she's amazing yeah. man isn't that a thing that there's not really like record labels out here uh there's there's a few there's sub pop um i wish i knew the names of the other ones but i'm drawing i'm drawing blanks but there there are record labels out here yeah um they're like smaller though Mm -hmm. sub pop i think would probably be the most notable one Mm -hmm. but i i really feel like i'm forgetting forgetting one right so i just think it comes down Right now, like what I'm trying to do, it comes down to the media coverage. That's like one of the number one things because we have Facts. we have the talent. Do mm. you think Seattle's still like a rock type city, or do you think it's turned into like a hip hop city, or what do you think? It's a melting pot, man. Yeah, I think it's an everything city, and it, it always <laughs> has been. Maybe right. maybe we lean a little towards like the grungier kind of sounds because mm-hmm. uh, we're a grungy city. Yeah, but it's the internet has really changed all that shit man like i there's i've seen people making waves in all different types and forms of music yeah. from out here um you know there's there's a classical cl- i've classical composer um philip peterson you okay. know like and he's got hits on hits on hits on hits on hits yeah. bro like uh, <laughs> You know, One Train by ASAP Rocky? Yeah. He played the strings for that. Oh, really? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. shit. And he's, he lives in Shoreline. What? You know? Like, yeah, he's not far. Huh. There's, so, and I say all that to say that, like, there's just, there's people making 
waves in all facets of music from out here mm-hmm. um i don't know if we necessarily have like a seattle sound but maybe the seattle sound is like you don't know what it's gonna be yeah. you know yeah that's what i was gonna ask you do you think you could describe the seattle sound not really man yeah. um i think what i do think is when it comes to like artists that just want to start making music right now that are just like wake up today and be like okay I want to make music in Seattle yeah they're looking to like a little mosey so like these brand new uh, artists who think they can be hot on SoundCloud and shit mm-hmm. those are like the people who are following like the little mosey wave yeah well, but like there's also like there's Travis Thompson wave yeah there's Paris Alexa wave there's uh, the Dave B wave yeah like and they're, those are all completely different artists mm-hmm. and they're all like really 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 making moves out here um and that's why i say like i don't think you can really define seattle sound mm-hmm. not not quite yet because it's, it's not like the 90s when like everything was rock you know and mtv was mm-hmm. fucking, yeah a thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> so because you just moved here like three years ago do mm. you consider yourself a seattleite or like when it comes no, to like man, representing I'm born born and raised tri-cities first and foremost yeah um and if anything i consider myself like um what's the word i'm like a i'm like a transport a and transplant that's yeah a transplant <laughs> yeah you know, and that's i guess like most Seattleites yeah. are transplants now. Nobody's from Seattle. Right. Because it's, it's too fucking expensive, bro. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I can't. I don't want to, like, front, like, I've been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. And even, like, historically, like, there's so much that I, I don't know that I'm really interested in, in knowing, especially, like, um, especially rap-wise, like, hip-hop-wise. Yeah. I feel like... Just being in Tri Cities, I wasn't exposed to a lot of like the Seattle classic hip hop out here, like in the early 2000s and uh, the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't ever want to like come off like I like I know all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, Do you think we have other legends in Seattle when it comes to hip hop besides Macklemore or, or Sir Mix a Lot? Oh man, so many. Like so many. Really? Oh yes, um, you know who Brainstorm is. Mm-mm. Brainstorm's a producer, rapper. He's mainly a producer now, but he's did records with Young Buck back in the day. Okay. Um, he's produced for I think a couple TDE artists. Um, he's he's got hits on hits on hits, man. Huh. Um, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Raz? Would you consider Raz? A legend? Well, he's newer still in a sense. But he's been around forever. Yeah. You know, like, um, I was 15, 16 okay. when I first saw Raz. He came to Tri-Cities. Dude, yeah. his song, he has a song with Pusha T. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite verses of all time. Have you heard that? With them? Is that, that ain't love? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Sir Mix-a-Lot ain't mm-hmm. doing shit for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I like, uh... <laughs> Same problems? You ever heard same problems? I don't know if I have. Oh man, that's a that's a really good one. He's pretty insane though. Um, Does he even live in Seattle anymore? Raz? Yeah. I have no idea. No <laughs> I see idea. things like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> I see him all the time. I've never met him. I'm trying to Cash told me to reach out to his manager mm-hmm. and then like he's like, What you have to do is you, you follow her, then she'll add you back. And then you can find her email after she adds you back. You mm-hmm. email her. I did all that steps, mm-hmm. and I haven't heard shit back, so Damn. I don't know. I, was, I really, that's like a man of the people, man. Like, yeah. Um, I've seen him at a lot, especially lately. Mm. He's been pulling up to a lot of events. Um, I consider him a legend. Veda mm-hmm. um, Luciano, um, Blue Scholars. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. Um Blimes and Gab are still really new. Blimes and Gab. But Gab Gab has been around forever, too. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think older than them, though. Like, older than Nacho and Jarve. Um, Hmm. Damn. See, this is why I claim myself. (laughs) I'm just a student, man. I'm I'm learning all this shit, too. You know what I'm saying? And the history is so rich here. Yeah. 
Um, and there are, there are for sure Seattle hip hop legends out here, but mm-hmm. because like that, I'm like a transplant, <laughs> you know, it's, I don't, I don't know all the, all the names right. off top like that. But you, you know, what's really interesting. We were talking about Royce to five nine earlier mm-hmm. and I just remembered on his newest album, he talks about Russell Wilson in one of his lines too. I was like, damn, we got <laughs> Russell in there. That's dope. Russell, like he's like, I tell people, I feel like he's kind of the face of Seattle also. Russell Wilson? Yeah. I 100% agree. Dude, and him and Sierra together. Mm-hmm. That would be my, my dream interview, getting them together in a room and interviewing them. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> That'd be wild. Dude, yeah, he's, that's insane. I think, do you, and they started, they made that new football league called like the, XFL. XFL. Mm-hmm. Have you dragons. followed? Have you followed that at all? Not really. I know where the dragons though. Yeah, that's oh. kind of weird. But and they're making the the NH. We're having a hockey league here too. Mm-hmm. And I'm shit. excited for that. They're the Kraken. Yeah. Yeah. Much why, better name. Why are we all like? Why are we all like serpent type things though? I mean, the Kraken makes sense, kind of. Because there's an ocean know, nearby. Or? Yeah, like the water. The yeah. dragons. I'm kind of like. Uh, I want a basketball why? team back here. Yeah, nothing. Nothing's gonna replace that. Yeah, I feel like basketball and football are like the next thing to music when it comes to like celebrities in a way, because mm-hmm. I can't really name synonymous. Yeah, I can't name a fucking. I literally can't name a single NHL player. Wayne Gretzky. Oh, okay. Well, that's because he's like. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, isn't the I think Ovechkin. I don't even know. See, yeah, I don't know I anything don't know, about man. hockey at all. I'm excited to learn. Yes. Yeah, I'll go to a hockey game. That sounds lit. So even though you're like newer here, mm-hmm. I like to ask people this: If a record deal came along, would you move out to LA, or do you would you want to like build your name here in a sense? Like, because I'm all about building an empire here, but I know it's different when it comes to like artists. Like when a good opportunity comes up mm-hmm. like that. Well, the thing you have to think about is. If you get a, a a record deal and they front you some money, are you going to be able to afford to fly to LA all the time and have these meetings where like, you know, Beats and Apple Music yeah. and like Tidal in New York, you know what I'm saying? Are you going to be able to fly out and do all that shit right. and still sustain your money? Yeah. You know, so it would be... That's probably what would make me leave, you know, mm-hmm. because it doesn't make sense to spend all this money flying when I could just live there and like an Uber ride is like way cheaper than yeah. a flight, yeah. <laughs> you know. What are your dreams when it comes to like, music? Like, is it is it even a dream for people now to still get signed or are people more focused on being independent? Is it just the dream to like have a huge fan base? Or I think for me, because like I just, I just love creating music mm-hmm. and if I could get to a place where I make my living, you know, I, I pay off my house or whatever off of music. Yeah. I'm good, bro. Like, I don't, I don't have to be fucking Kendrick Lamar yeah. or like the number one rapper in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, that stuff is all awesome and I love rocking shows and all that. Yeah. But, um, my favorite thing about music is the creative process right and so if i could ever get to a point where that's all i'm doing is creating music that i love you know because like if i'm creating some bullshit to get paid like i don't want to do that either (laughs) you know what i'm saying but um if i could get to a point where like i'm just doing what i love creating songs um then i'm good man yeah i'm good i don't have to um rock of sold out crowd of a million people or something like crazy like that which would it would be dope don't yeah. get me wrong like i would love that who wouldn't yeah. but like that's not like i'm trying to be the best rapper yeah. ever you know I'm the best ever yeah no one can beat me mm-hmm. and and like i say that to like i'm not i'm competitive when i rap you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like and i'm gonna treat my verses like i'm the best ever yeah but um I don't aspire to like be like the greatest to ever do it. That's that's not what I'm what I'm looking toward. Right. Yeah. Do what are the is the what, what's the importance to you of like these festivals we have here, like Capitol Hill Block Party or mm-hmm. Bumper Shoot? I really festivals are kind of weird for me because, like, I wish that they would cover 
local acts more. Yeah. And I also wish that they were a little less white. <laughs> and the reason why I think that they look really, really white, like you've seen Coachella, bro, yeah. like the front row, it's all white people, <laughs> like probably 20, yeah. 25. <laughs> um, but the reason I think that that happens is because tickets are so damn expensive, bro. Mm -hmm. So I would like to see more affordable festivals. Um, and I would also like to see these local artists that are shaping the culture out here recognize more, you know, and like, it's dope to see my homies on the stage, but like, I'm trying to see my homies like with like a decent slot on the stage, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Don't give exactly. them a fucking 10 a.m. show yeah, or something like that. that. I like, see what you mean there. Um, that's what I would like to see. Yeah. Uh, I think we need those festivals, but um, I would like to see them become a little less gentrified, mm. and um, I'd like to see them recognize local talent and appreciate it a little more. Yeah, that's I, I see that a lot. That's Yeah, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like that's so weird to me, like how Seattle's just kind of weird about helping these local artists right now. It's changing slowly, I feel like, but mm -hmm. like when it comes to like the radio stations, oh, the 93.3 come up. Oh, it's at 11 p.m. on fucking mm -hmm. Sunday night. They shit come like up, that. which is no longer. Ugh, see? You know, shout out to Casey Carter. Damn. Yeah. I know, bro. I was like, yo, I got to get a freestyle on there because yeah. I know I would eat. And then I, I kept fucking just being like, nah, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. And now I waited too long. so. But it, that shouldn't even have to be a sentence, you yeah, know? Yeah, facts. So that, that's just, it's just building genuine connections and like making these. And that's like my whole goal. I, like I said, like I, I think, I, I thought radio was where I want to be, which it is like in the sense, like the generalization of radio. Mm -hmm. But being in commercial radio, you have to be PC. Mm. You're, you have to they basically tell you what you kind of have to say mm -hmm. talking points yeah like that's why Jubal from like the 92.5 he um he's he's like has his own podcast now called the podcast yeah. the podcast <laughs> yeah shit like I that I love Jubal man he's so funny yeah that was my first ever interview Brooke and Jose <laughs> oh god Jose Jose's yeah. the one that's like always laughing yes right? oh yeah. god he's so nice and Brooke ah she's like she, she is a mom but she's just that she gives that mom energy of just being mm. so loving and nice. But it's things like that. Like, I don't want to be like a commercial clown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Fuck for that. sure. So I think it just, I think we need to build media. And, and like, I don't know. I feel like videographers need to get more love too, even. Because mm -hmm. I, I really don't know any. And like you said, there's not really any black videographers either. Yeah. And shout out to Lex. Lex shoots. Mm -hmm. Um I don't, I don't want to undermine him, but that could come from my own ignorance as well. Because yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's black videographers out here, but it's, it's a big part of the world. Yeah. <laughs> you, do you know, know what I'm Do you know Jordan Nicholson? I don't. Oh, my God. I, I I, everyone, I... Dude, this dude is in Seattle, and he's, like, shot for, like, huge acts in Seattle, and, like, mm -hmm. like fucking... Probably, like, Drake or some shit like that. He's shot for huge people. Yeah. And this dude, let me show you him quickly. He has no arms, and he's, like, taking everyone's, like, what? fucking... He's taking everyone's, uh, like, all these shoots from people. And I'm like, damn, see? He's, like, one of the most well-known people in Seattle because of that. And, um, look at this guy. Dang. What? And he's taking your bitch, you know? Like... Wow. It's like him in like Chase Fade basically. Like even when you think of like huge people and this guy has like 25,000 followers. That's crazy. Jake Hill too. Yeah, see like that's people don't even know who Jake Hill is, but I need to. That's he the shot, thing. He shot for Raz for a long okay, time. Okay, yeah. See, it's things like that. It's just it's coming together, but I still think 2020 for some reason is just going to be a huge year for Seattle. Doesn't mean everyone's going to pop off this year, but mm -hmm. it's huge changes are coming. Holy 